Good morning, beautiful people of God. You're listening to Sunrise with Shona on Hot 1027, and it's great to be back with you again this morning. To all the dads out there, a very happy Father's Day. May God bless you, and may you have fun today, and I hope that you spoiled. This morning, I'm going to be looking at the prophet Elijah, and the story for me has all the elements of a mystery novel. I used to love Lord of the Rings, and this is even better than that. We're going to look at Elijah in 1 Kings 18 and 19, where we read about fires, earthquakes, winds that shatter rocks on mountains, angels, killings, threats, sacrifices, despair, hope, and of course, all the prophets. We look at encouragement and queens. So just to set the scene, according to the book of Kings, Jezebel was the wife of Ahab, king of Israel, and we believe that Jezebel and her husband instituted the worship of Baal and Asherah on a national scale. So that goes against the commandment, you shall have no other gods but me. And as we pick up on the story today, Israel's been without rain for more than three years. So the prophet Elijah confronts the king and challenges him to spiritual showdown. The king was to have all of Israel gathered at Mount Carmel along with 450 prophets of Baal and 400 prophets of the false goddess Asherah. Elijah challenged the people of Israel and asked, how long are you going to sit on the fence? Now, obviously, I'm paraphrasing here. So he's saying to them, how long are you going to follow both God and Baal? Because you've got to choose. Either the Lord is God and follow him, or if Baal is God, then follow Baal. And the people continued to remain noncommittal. So then Elijah said, okay, I'm going to challenge the prophets of Baal to prepare a bull as an offering to Baal. And I'm going to do the same. And the trick is none of us are going to light the fire. We're going to ask I'm going to ask God to light the fire. The prophets of Baal will ask Baal to light the fire, and then you will know who is God. Now, the people all agreed to this challenge, so Elijah allowed the prophets of Baal to go first, and they cried out, and they danced around the altar. Up until midday, then Elijah started to mock them a bit and said, shout louder, maybe he's asleep, and they carried on until the evening when Elijah said, okay, enough, I'm going to do it. So they were shouting, dancing around, even cutting themselves because that's part of their ritual. But nothing happened. The fire was not lit. Elijah then called the people to him as he repaired the altar of the Lord. He had the people choose the wood and um, to douse it with water. Twelve large jars of water were thrown on that wood, so it was completely soaked. And once he was ready, Elijah prayed, and we told the fire of God came down and consumed the burnt offering and the wood and the stones and the dust. In other words, everything was consumed by that fire of God. And the people bowed down and declared, God is God. Elijah then ordered the death of all the prophets of Baal, and the rain came, as well as the extreme anger of Jezebel, who said that within 24 hours, she wanted Elijah dead. Elijah's terrified. He flees to Judah, and then he goes off into the wilderness, and he lies under a tree and speaks to God and says, Okay, God, I've had enough. I think I should die now. And while he's there and he's depressed and he's just finished, he's had enough, An angel comes to him and feeds him and ministers to him. He rests some more. Then the angel comes back and he eats some more again. And then he travels 40 days and 40 nights until he reaches Mount Horeb. And he goes into a cave there where God speaks to him again and says, I'm about to pass by. And this is where we encounter this rock-shattering wind, the earthquake, the fire. But God's not in any of those things. After the fire comes a gentle whisper. And when Elijah hears it, he knows it's God. He goes out, covers his face, and God speaks to him and gives him hope and direction. So what does all of this mean for you and I? I'm going to look at that in a minute. But first, on the Mighty Hot 1027, Blessed Assurance, 
Jesus is mine. Blessed Assurance, Jesus is mine on Hot 1027. Good morning and a happy Father's Day to all the fathers. You're listening to Reverend Shona from St. Mark's Anglican Church. And I'm looking at the prophet Elijah. I'm looking at his contest with the prophets of Baal. And I'm looking at how he flees then to the cave and how God encounters him there. So what do we learn from the story that has all these elements for me of a mystery novel or movie? The first thing is that Elijah has an unshakable faith. I'm not sure that I would have doused that wood in water after challenging the people and challenging the prophets of Baal so publicly. Because if he had failed, he probably would have been killed. And yet he has no hesitation at all. He takes on the 450 prophets of Baal, really takes on the king and queen as well, and all the people of Israel. He steps out alone in faith. And he even makes the challenge harder, as I said, by dousing that wood with water. Now, anyone who's, done, who's made a fire before knows that you can't burn wet wood. I've tried before and it doesn't work. Now, this story actually reminds me of Peter stepping out of the boat in faith. Peter only starts to sink when he looks around and becomes scared. But while his eyes are focused on Jesus, he can walk on the water. And for me, this lesson is about faith. The lesson is that God honors us when we step out in faith. And obviously, um, it's good to get God's direction before we do that, because we could just step out in our own selves and say this is what we think. But when we're stepping out in faith, according to God's will, God always honors that. So that to me is the importance and the significance of our faith. And whenever I run a healing service, we take time first to build people's faith, because faith is really important when we um, encounter God in that way and God moves powerfully when we have faith. God is always faithful. The second thing for me is God is powerful. God's fire consumes everything. But God is also in that small, gentle whisper, and we mustn't forget that. So for me, we need to learn to be still and be quiet. We may miss God and God's voice. So it's important to not always just have the fuss and the fanfare and think that is where God is. God is also in that still, small, gentle whisper. Now, I'm not going to comment on the killing of the prophets of Baal. Um, I don't believe that Jesus would have ordered that. But in the context of the people in that time, um, it would have been understood that that's what would have happened. And if we look at Paul, who was Saul, he was persecuting followers of the way because he was zealous for God. So that was something that changed with Jesus. But what I do want to talk about is that it's okay to withdraw sometimes and have a break when we need a break. Elijah flees into the wilderness and God sends God's angels with food and water to strengthen Elijah. God meets Elijah in his hour of need. So God ministers to us in our hour of need. In our context, maybe God will send a real angel. I know people that that has happened to and I've, I've encountered that. But maybe God will send a person to you or maybe even a pet. And I'm not trying to mock you, but I know that my dogs and bring tremendous comfort. They're very sensitive to harm feeling. If I'm having a hard day, they're there for me. And I believe that God provides in so many different ways. God meets our need. God reaches out and God longs to comfort us. I remember a parishioner years ago who had recently acquired his first dog as an adult, and he said to me, now I understand why you have dogs. He said, they're like psychologists. And please, I'm not offering any offense to psychologists here. But what he was saying was that every day when he got home, that little dog was happy to see him and it made him feel good. 
So I think what we need to take from this is that God will minister to us. God will be present and God will, through perhaps other people or other circumstances, strengthen us and help us. And even if we're in the wilderness, we're not alone because God is with us. Now, sometimes I think we need to be in the desert and sometimes I think we need to withdraw. And perhaps that's when we encounter God in an even deeper way because we're quieter. But it's not always comfortable, and I acknowledge that. So if you are feeling like you're in the desert or if you're feeling like you're in the wilderness, I pray that God will minister to you there too, right now, and that you'd be aware of that. More on this in a moment, but first on the Mighty Hot 1027, because he lives, I can face tomorrow, and we can face anything in the power and the strength of God. Because he lives, I can face tomorrow on the Mighty Hot 1027. Good morning. This is Reverend Shona, and you're listening to Sunrise with Shona. And it's good to be with you. This morning I've been looking at the prophet Elijah when he takes on the prophets of Baal and then he flees into the desert, eventually finding himself in the cave on the mountain. And as time is short, I'm just going to focus on a few more things quickly. First of all, Elijah is exhausted and tired and scared. He's had enough and he lies down, so to speak, and says to God, that's it, I'm done, I want to die. I just want us to note what he does. He speaks to God. When we're in that space, sometimes we forget to speak to God. Sometimes we don't want to speak to God, but we need to speak to God when we're feeling in that space. God then ministers to Elijah through the angels, and Elijah is able to go on for another 40 days and 40 nights. That's quite a long time. And he holds himself up then in a cave, and God speaks again. But he had to. After God spoke again, he had to go back to what had been given to him, the task that had been given to him in the first place. Now, the message I take from this is we can run, we can hide, we can lick our wounds for a while. God will meet us in that space and strengthen us. But often, once we're strengthened, we need to go back and finish the task that God has given us. So we're all called, I believe, to do different things. We all have different tasks. And Elijah goes back to finish that which God has given him to do. And it's not easy, but he does it in the strength of God and because he's had this time out with God. So wherever you find yourself today, I hope that you hear that God is with you. I pray that God will minister to you in that space and strengthen you. And I pray that the story of Elijah will encourage you to step out in faith as God calls us all to do. So may God bless you. Again, a happy Father's Day to all the fathers. Thank you so much for listening. And to wrap up this morning, and I think it is absolutely appropriate because we need the guidance of God, guide me, O thy great Redeemer, pilgrim through this barren land. Have a wonderful week. God bless.